So you guys are being hunted by an army of mercenaries led by a genetically enhanced soldier. Look at me. I'm Black Superman. You're crazy. Damn. He really is Black Superman. This is Eli. Yep, and no funny nicknames this time. Um, We're eventually gonna get down to this. Uh, oh. Yeah, I gotta pick one. I'm the Lion yeah. King. Are you? L Y I N G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'll, I'll be. Uh, uh, ah, fuck, I can't even remember those motherfuckers' names. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I'm Eli. The 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 signal. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta be the one that is probably gonna get killed out of all of them? <laughs> anyway, it's but, comics; uh, they never die. <laughs> they'll come back. So yeah, uh, so yeah, this is a brand new show. We're coming back with another show, and like I said, this is an entertainment show, and we want to make sure everybody's having a good time listening to the show. But there is something we do have to address: uh, the tragedy that happened. Well, for you two days ago, for us yesterday, that tragedy happened in El Paso, Texas, and Eli. There was also another one in Ohio. And another one in Chicago. And another one in Chicago. Nobody's talking about the one in Chicago. I just saw it tonight. I saw right. I saw that one too. I was like, so it's like like another mass shooting, not the, you know, the fifty people that got shot over the weekend. Besides, that. right? It's, it's, so, yeah, it's, like one mass shooting, a bunch of people got shot. So that's three mass shootings in twenty four less than twenty four hours. That's mm-hmm. that's the same. And the reason we have to talk about this because I know people are tired of hearing about this. You should be tired of hearing about this. We need to be tired of hearing about this. Because the point, when we ever get to the point that this become normalized, that's when we lost. We need to make sure that every time this happens, we need to make a, an attention to it, uh, something to happen. Now, like I said, we're not politicians. We're not going to get political in this situation. But we do need to know that something needs to happen. I know people don't want anything to happen, but something needs to happen. Otherwise, you're going to keep getting the same results over and over again. That's what's called insanity. So, I'm not, I don't have the answers. I don't know what should happen. I'm just saying something. I'm just yeah. saying not doing anything is the wrong answer. Yeah, so. um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. Fuck it. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't want to talk about. This. I mean, we, we, we <laughs> talked about this like till our yeah. face blew. Especially on this show, we've talked about this over and over again because it happens yeah. all the time. You know. It does, and it's getting. It's it, 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 it's yeah it's it is getting to the point where, like, I'm it just I'm just drained. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, because the thing I'm is, just like, I, just like just like you. Eli, just like me, just like all of our listeners, we're in Facebook, we're in social media, we're in Instagram, stuff like that. We know people all over the country. Hell, some people know people all over the world. So anytime somebody gets shot or something like this happened, pretty much all of us know somebody either in that city or close to that city. Yeah. You know, you see the party, you're like, oh, let me go check on that person to see, make sure nothing happened. Uh, I look up, I know somebody in Ohio, I look for this, they say Mark's safe from there. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I didn't even know something happened in Ohio, but I saw that to make sure they were okay, you know. 
it's, it's just so weird because that's why we need to make sure this stuff keeps getting you know brought to everybody's attention and not pushed aside because it gets to the point like okay you ever been to somebody's house and it stinks <laughs> you know but they don't know it because they live there yeah so they don't notice the smell they don't notice the smell until somebody else brings it up so we don't need to get to the point where america stinks because we live here we just see all this shit we, just, we don't this is nothing something we need to get used to we don't need to get numb to this so that's why we always need to keep bringing this up so yeah that's that's the depressing stuff we got so far uh other than that eli what happened to you this weekend uh what did happen um, I saw a movie. I uh, argued with a bunch of people on Facebook over Tarantino. Um, <laughs> In other words, it was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, yeah um, chilled. Yeah, worked. You know, same old shit basically. <laughs> okay, cool. Nothing wrong with that. Um, did you get a chance to see New Mutants? <laughs> for people don't know what's going on new mutants is a running joke right now it's a movie that honestly i don't think any of us are gonna have ever happen yeah the one the one x-men movie i wanted to see Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is crazy and the thing is we're gonna talk about a lot of x-men on this podcast so i know eli's excited for that yeah (laughs) Yeah, because the thing about here's the thing about new mutants was so funny about it if you go to the Facebook page, the poster says New Mutants coming out August the 2nd, 2019. Okay, I get that. I get they missed the date. But when you miss the date, why don't you take that shit down? <laughs> why don't you change the date or something? They said, fuck it. They just left it up there. <laughs> yeah. it's oh, been. Del- I mean, it was supposed to come out like two years ago. It was supposed to come out two years ago, but they had the date for two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. So it's become a running gag where people are online and just saying they people are pretending like they've seen the movie and just making up a bullshit plot for it. So like that. Oh man, when Galactus came out and you know <laughs> punched Thanos in his asshole, that part was awesome. You know. <laughs> so I'm just reading all these Twitter uh, feeds. So like that, I'm like New Mutants is the gift that keeps on giving. So thank you, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so it really feels like Marvel is probably just gonna just bury this movie, just keep it going for now. Or maybe we'll show up on Netflix or Hulu or. Not I'm Disney sure Plus. they'll dump it somewhere. I yeah, they'll dump. It's a dumping. I mean, if I want to see it, and I don't even give a shit about the X Men, I'm sure there's people out there who will like, hell yeah, I want to see this shit. So I mean, it, you know, I'm sure they'll throw it somewhere and just call it a what if or some shit, you know, just so it doesn't fuck up their brand or whatever the fuck they're doing. The MCU. I, I guess. I mean, I don't because they want. I guess they want the X Men movies to end, you know, officially with Dark yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and and this one might be good, and people might want more of this shit. But they're like, oh shit, we can't, you know, we're not gonna do any of this shit anymore. So <laughs> right, so just kill it right now and just be done. Yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what do we look like? Warner Brothers? One thing? No, we can't do that. <laughs> Which we were talking Which about that later. Because on. yeah, because they were supposed to like what I heard is they were supposed to add like. A digital character, which made me think of what was it, Warlock or whatever? And yeah, one of them, like they got some kind of robot mutant on there. Or yeah, I'm like, okay, but I don't think they really need it. I think they just should, they should just re- fuck the reshoots, yeah. just put it out. I mean, because Warlock know? is kind of like a goofy character anyway. He's kind of like the mascot. He's kind of like their their group. Yeah, you know, he talks weird. He's an alien robot. Yeah. Only one person can understand him. You know. 
Yeah, I think they wanted a more upbeat thing, and I think this was supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, know? so if you put Warlock in there, that's definitely what they're saying. I think the the director, whoever the director is, I think he posted on Instagram about Warlock's going to be in too. So, well, whatever. Okay. We, we talk about New Mutants way longer than X-Men even cares <laughs> about this shit. Let's move on to the next part of podcast. <laughs> Let's get a beat. Let's just get back into it. Okay, so for those that haven't listened to the podcast, what we do now is we talk about the box office numbers, and this week's going to be interesting. Eli, give it to me. What was the number one movie of the week? Was it The Lion King again? It was not. I'll give you a hint. You saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it the Hobbs and Shaw? It is. Hob- really? Well, good, good job. Good yeah, job. so good job to all the bald-head Samoan muscle-bound dudes that drive fast cars and motorcycles and shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was number one, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Here's the thing. I did look it up online, and in Mexico, the Fast and the Furious part is bigger than the Hobbs and Shaw's part. Oh, really? Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting also. So they're selling it as a Fast and Furious, where here, Hobbs and Shaw is the biggest thing, where Fast and Furious is the smallest thing, but whatever. Well, it did pop up on the screen pretty prominently. Like, and so I guess they you confused. Like they didn't know how they wanted to sell the movie, but seem to be doing okay. Uh, number two, we have Lion King. Uh, number three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Another movie you saw. Eli, you you like a reg- you are Siskel Siskel and Ebert. You you Siskel I saw and I saw Ebert. three. I've seen it three times now. Fuck. I I I really dig it. Here's the thing. I want to see it, but I keep hearing that it might show up on Netflix. Yeah, and I hear they're gonna fucking extend it. You're right. Like they did. They, like, like they, they did, did with the Hateful Eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. They turned um, Hateful Eight to a fucking uh, TV series. Yeah, it's a mini series now. <laughs> right. Like, which I fuck? think was, you know, and I think that's Tarantino trying to adjust with the times. Right. You know, so. So he, he sees the writings on the wall. Uh, yeah. Number four, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number five, Toy Story 4. Number six, Yesterday. Number seven, The Farewell. I don't know what the fuck that is. Who cares? That's, number, that's the Asian movie, man. Another one? It's an Asian movie. It's the Asian. It's like the new. Uh, what's that other Asian movie? The ri- the rich Asian movie. <laughs> the rich. That was the name of it. Crazy rich Asians. <laughs> yeah, that one. What well, was I that guess... crazy rich Asian movie called? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the new one. The new Asian American movie. Okay. Yeah. You know. Poor regular Asians. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number eight, the crawl. Oh, crawl, not the crawl. Just crawl. Yeah. I saw that. That's cool. Check it out. Alligators eating people. Cool. Don't say you're seeing everything nowadays, man. I don't know how you have time. I can't make time. I can't make a schedule for this. <laughs> I, I go. I go at night when the kids are asleep. <laughs> okay, that makes. I need. I need better time management. <laughs> Train me in <Yeah>. your ways. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what we have number nine, Aladdin, still hanging in there. Uh, number ten, Annabelle comes home. So that's another pretty right, good movie in there. there. All right. So Eli. This is what I want to know, because you saw Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah. A long name. Only because I thought you were going to see it. And I didn't have time to see it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fucked up part like, about it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I want to see it, but I can't see it. So, I don't care. It's it's a Fast and Furious movie. I, I think I pretty much know what's going to happen, but just give me your review. Spoiler free as much as you can do it, but if you let it slip, I won't eat your lunch for it. So whatever. Well, what's there to spoil? Like you said, bald guys driving cars and <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kicking ass. You know, um, but you know, you know, I'm not. I I'm not into the Fast and Furious. You know, I I, I haven't even seen them all. Um, 
So it's not my thing, but I got to say, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would. Okay. Um, yeah. When the, when so, the director of Deadpool or something did this? I, I don't know. I or don't, John Wick, one of the others. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think one of them did both. Yeah, okay, so it might be. I haven't looked it up, but I think so. Yeah, whoever the guy that did John Wick and Deadpool, one of the John Wicks and one of the Deadpools did this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was it was, it was a lot of fun. It was action, and I liked the banter between The Rock and uh, and Statham. I mm-hmm. thought they were funny together, you know, the the, the whole buddy cop type of thing. Uh, right, hate and each other. we haven't had a buddy cop movie in a while. Yeah, they it's hate each other. It's pretty much a dead genre, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Idris Elba as like you know, black Superman. Black Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was cool and shit. He was like the Terminator, you know, black Terminator. Um, you know, I, <laughs> it's just a lot of car chases and fights, and you know, uh, I mean, I, I it's it, it is a Fast and the Furious type of movie, though. You know, every time they go somewhere, you know, another city, you know, the cityscape the helicopter shot over the city with the shitty rap music, shitty commercial rap song playing, you know, that's okay. <laughs> so it, it, so it is a fast and furious movie. You, I mean, it still yeah. has the same aesthetic to it. So. Yeah. It, it, you know, so, I mean, the, the, the theater that I was in, that I was in was pretty packed and everyone was laughing and shit. And they, they seem to be having a good time and, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think if you're a fan of fast and the furious, you'll probably dig it. That's all I got to say. Like I said, I've I've seen all the movies. I've seen the movies actually like all of them like multiple times. Like I said, the, yeah. Aren't you in, aren't you into the the lore? Yeah, I mean it's a lore mythology to it. You know, <laughs> I know the characters. I even watched the movie a couple times. Like, oh, okay, this guy's gonna be important in this movie, and this guy's gonna do that thing. I even got to the point that I recognize which cars they drive, and the cars they drive accentuate their personalities. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. I- I don't know if there's Easter eggs in the movie. I wouldn't have caught them. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? There might be a bunch of Easter eggs. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's getting to the point because these movies are, like, people People haven't really figured out how far Fast and Furious is going yet. They still just watch the first movie, kind of drop the franchise and think about it. They're basically spy superhero movies now. That's what they are. They're James Bond movies with, with muscle-bound dudes in them now. Yeah. You know, they're and no gotta... longer car movies. Yeah, and I gotta say, I mean, it, it's it's refreshing to see a, di- a diverse cast of characters, yeah. you know. And I think that's the appeal. I think that's why I think that's Fast why and sales, Furious, yeah. yeah, Fast and Furious are so successful is because the, the diversity, people well, it, of color. It's just like we talked about. Remember, we talked about Jason Momoa is racially ambiguous. Uh, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel and The Rock are the same way. They're racially ambiguous, so they're huge in overseas because people don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah, and. Um, and yeah, you get they actually tap into the rocks indigenous background. You know, he is a, from Samoa mm-hmm. and he, and they actually tap into that into this movie. You get to go to the roots. Uh the rocks what's his name? Is he Hobbs or is he Shaw? I can't remember who's who. But <laughs> <laughs> neither can they. <laughs> yeah, the, the rocks his character, you go back to his his native indigenous Samoan roots, which I was like, "Oh, that's and that's what made it for me." That's where I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, you don't so get it's kind of like a twist in G.I. Joe Resurgence or whatever the fuck that movie was where he went to the hood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so he that goes, was on his dad's side and this was on his mom's side. Okay. He basically goes back to the res. Okay. You know, and hey, it's, you know, 
it might not be indigenous to the mainland here, mm -hmm. but they are indigenous people. You know, they're they're the they're the fashionable indigenous people. Right. They're the hot they're the hot indigenous people. Right. Like which one is Jason Momoa? Okay, that one. I was expecting him to show up. I was like, hey, where's Jason? He Momoa? tried to get him. He tried to get him. He couldn't do it because Aquaman. Oh, and then uh, what's his name? That uh, wrestler is in this too. He just uh, he didn't Ro say Roman, nothing. Roman Roman Ray. Yeah, yeah, he's in that. He's in it. He's. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, that was a little refreshing to see. You know, they they rep indigenous culture. You know, so I mean, aren't they related? Like him and Roman. I think I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. But what, what if I I saw my brother Fat T from uh, Geek Savs? Okay. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he would know if he's into wrestling maybe he would know i don't know he goes yeah it's the red man and the white man teaming up to beat the black man <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was his take on the movie okay you know? i mean you know what that's because some people because you gotta understand we claim the rock you claim the rock it's like rock, said, is, rock like is both of our cousins man. i was like the red man he's I was like the rock's like half black but yeah right, but that's the thing like but that's the thing that's the thing everybody can claim the rock i can claim the rock you can claim the rock you know I was like, I thought he's half, he's half uh, black and half Hawaiian. Right. He said that's why he cuts his hair because if he grows his hair, he's gonna grow an afro. Yeah, and then my brother was like, "Well, Hawaiians are natives." I'm like, "Well, that's true. Okay, I, okay, I, okay, sure. We'll claim the rock then." Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody claims the rock. That's the thing. <laughs> so yeah, so you have the rock in this movie, and that's what people. Some people. Some people. Somebody. I heard somebody online say that Hobbs and Shaw is the Luke Cage and Iron Fist movie we never got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I can kind of see that because that's all Luke Cage and Iron Fist was anyway. It was also a buddy yeah. cop comic, really. So yeah, they were just buddies. Yeah, they're they're friends. Yeah. yeah. So and like I said, their banter was fun. They were act, they actually made me laugh. Like the the the, the you know the, the dialogue. It was funny because some of them I've seen a couple of these Fast and Furious movies, and some of them they try to be, and I just you know ah that's dumb. You know, with Ludacris and, and, and Tyrese, whatever. Kind of, <laughs> they try a little too hard, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, this is this is a little too handy for me. You know, a little bit cor on the corny side. Yeah. And I almost know? feel like like they're trying to force to give them screen time because there's so many characters. they got to give them screen time, but they don't know what to do with them. So. Yeah, and, so. And, and, like, but that they try to do that in this. Well, they do do that in this movie, but it was actually landed. I mean, because these, The Rock and Jason Statham are better at it than they are, than Ludacris yeah. and Tyrese. Even though Jason Statham can't act for shit, <laughs> Jason but you know, Statham can act like Jason Statham. I mean, yeah, you know and what you're getting when you pay for him. And that's probably why it worked because majority of this movie takes place in London. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't so, have to do a funny accent or anything like that. He just play himself. So just the Cockney, you know, you know, the Cockney British, you know, thug, you know, from the. Okay, from let, me, let me ask you this: I do want to know Stop. one spoiler. You know? One spoiler. Did. Anybody bring up the fact that Jason Statham killed one of the Fast and Furious members in the last movie? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't they know. They just, just brushed it under the table. Okay. No, I mean, they might have addressed it. They they do go back. They do argue over shit that happens in the past, it seems like. Okay. But I wouldn't have caught it. I wouldn't have it, known. It's, it's really weird. That's the thing that kind of, like, that, out of all the crazy shit that happened in all of these movies, that's the thing that may break the camel's back. The fact that Jason Statham killed one of their guys like murdered them you know and then the whole plot of the seventh movie was okay we're all gonna team together and we're gonna kill jason statham and the next movie he joins the team like what the fuck <laughs> like he's eating dinner with him and barbecue with him and everything like he killed one of your guys 
but yeah. whatever. Well, there there is that tension at first. They're reluctant to work with each other mm-hmm. at first, and that's like pretty much what makes you know the, the you know the arc of the story was them two sort of you know bickering. Them two bickering, and it would just it just added to the comedy, you know. But you bicker like, hey, remember that time you killed one of my buddies? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. think that part came up. But whatever, I don't. Yeah. I don't know about like Idris Elba's character. I don't know if he was ever in any of them. He, or, he's never or, been in any of them. They've never fought a dude with superpowers, nothing like that. Okay. So he's a or, new but, thing. But he's obviously part of their past or whatever. They did know him in the past. Redcon. So, so it's, it's comic book <laughs> podcast, so you should already understand Redcon. We don't have to explain this stuff. So yeah, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, basically, he's like, Black Winter like, Soldier, whatever. So yeah, if you like, and that's another thing. Yeah, it was it was very Winter Soldier esque, you know. He's a secret government uh, experiment, super soldier, you know. But yeah, if you're into the uh, Fantastic Four, or Fantastic Four, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, if you if you're into that shit, you'll probably dig this, you know. Cool. All right. All right. Well, I recommend. Uh, all right, give, give it a rating. Give it a rating. Yeah, you. This is your first Fast and Furious hey, review. Four four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Good review. Okay, that's pretty much the level of what we I've been seeing online. So yeah, yeah. I saw I saw one of them in. I've actually seen fuck. I've actually I've seen a couple in the theater, not by intention, but because other people dragged me to it. But I did see one in the drive-in that I thought was pretty cool. And that was the one where they were in Brazil and they were dragging that big giant uh, vault or whatever. Right. That was five. That was fast five. Yeah. That was saw, the one where Rock first came in. Yeah, and I I I, I enjoyed that for what it was. You know. I saw the one with Ronda Rousey. That was seven. Yeah. Um, and that was all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, but was I, the, that was the one where Paul Walker, you know, they had a CGI his brother oh, in it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The ending of that one. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, the one where everybody cried. Like, everybody in the theater was crying to Wiz Khalifa, you know. <laughs> he went one way and Vin Diesel went the other way, so. Yeah. But this was, this, this, I like, I, I didn't. Think I enjoyed it as much as I did. So, okay, so that's cool. saying something. You know. Okay, so I gotta go see the movie, see what Black Superman does. Cause I'm already seeing who would win in a fight: Idris Elba versus Black Panther or Winter Soldier, some shit. So I gotta <laughs> see so I can, you know, put my thoughts together on the death match. So whatever. So I mean, I've seen all of them, so I'm gonna see this one too. I, I almost just came close to like buying the whole thing, like I had with the MCU. So. I don't know. I might do that. <laughs> uh, let's move past that. Let's just talk about this. Hit some quick stuff real quick. Uh, DC, they did announce that Crisis Infinite Earth is going to be even bigger than what we thought it was going to be. Uh, they're saying Linda Carter is going to be in it. Oh. The original OG Wonder Woman. Uh, and then they just announced that Kevin Conroy is going to be in it. As Bruce Wayne. So I'm like, okay. So it sounds like he's going to be Batman Beyond in there. I mean, like, uh, he's going to be the bat- the Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond. So I don't know if they're going to have Terry McGinnis in there. Yeah, it's going to go like a Batman Beyond type feeling, or whatever. But I like that. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, my, I mean, Kevin Conroy's been doing it so long. Why not? I hope he does the Batman Beyond voice because he did a Batman. His voice in in that show was different. That he did other Bruce Wayne. So I hope he does that exact same voice. When you close the eyes, you can you can hear it. You know. So yeah, good job for Kevin Conroy. Um, shoot, what else we got? Your video game shit. We gonna jump right into the video game? Fuck it, let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Seems like we got a lot of. To do yeah, with the I got nothing to 
contribute to it. So. <laughs> okay, so yeah, because I actually got a lot of stuff to talk about the video game, so let me just jump into it. So this part of the video game section, we're just going to jump into it early as possible because I'm probably going to go for a very long time on it because there's a lot of stuff to un unpack. And yes, this week, or as of right now, is the EVO tournament. The EVO tournament just went on. Uh, it was in Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. A uh, bunch of tournaments going on. I'm not going to name all the games that went on. Like you had Street Fighter, you had Tekken, you had, Un you had Smash Brothers and all this stuff like that. And I'm going to break down what I think about them. Uh, Street Fighter was a pretty one. That's the one that if I was in a tournament, that's the one I would jump into. Uh, did pretty good. They released three new characters in like for downloadable content for DLC. The last of the original Street Fighter 2 characters is going to be released. Uh, e Honda. So he was the only character that hadn't been in this new game yet. So he's going to be back now. So all of the old characters are in the game. As you can play as all of them now. Who else we got? Lucia. Lucia was from Final Fight 3. I think Final Fight 3 or 2. I don't know. I stopped playing at the first one. Oh, and the fan favorite or even the controversial one, Poison. Okay, so Eli, do you know Poison's story? From Street Fighter? Yeah. No. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Let me break down Poison because Poison is actually pretty interesting. Uh, Poison is actually originally from Final Fight. Have you ever played Final Fight, the old game? Ah, uh, way back in the day. Okay, remember. But I don't remember. I don't. Rem I wouldn't remember too much of it. Do you at least remember beating up on some women in the, in the game? Like Probably, some women yeah. attacking the game, and you're just fighting them. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Anyway, that's poison. But here's the interesting part of poison. Um, so you were beating up women in that game, and that's how it was in the original Japanese version. But when the game came over to the United States, they told them that you can't have the guys beating up on women. So the developers in Japan told, them, "Okay, we'll tell you what. They're men, but you didn't change them. So they dressed up as women. They're men. You're beating up as men. You're not fighting women." So like, wait, what? So, yes. Yeah, so, Poison is the Kabuki first... Theater. Yeah. <laughs> this was back in the 80s. Remember this now. So, people didn't... The creepy couldn't wrap their mind around this stuff like men dressed as women beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> and so, so they continued the transition. So, when they brought Poison back in the Street Fighter lore, the new, like, the guy was running... He was like, yeah. They asked, like, so is, is Poison a woman like she was in the original Japanese version? Or is she a man... Dressed as a woman, like she is an American version. Like, yeah, she's a man. Yeah, she's just dressed up. Like, but what about the? Oh, she tucks it in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, Poison is the first LGBT fighter in Street Fighter. However, Poison is not the first LGBT character in video games. I'm gonna give you some history on that since this is everybody gathered around. So, the very first LGBT. Video game character was actually in the original Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I thought actually, you were going to say Metroid. <laughs> she wasn't gay. Well, I mean, I... I she might have been. But, I, I mean, we all thought it was a dude. We all thought end. it was a dude. <laughs> I mean, see, that's where we started in that drawing line. Like, was she cross-dressing or was she, you know... Uh, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Because <laughs> we did think it was a dude. She took the mask off. She was like, wait, what? We played as a woman the whole time? Oh, my goodness, mind blown. <laughs> so, no, actually not the first LGBT, not Super Mario Brothers 1, Super Mario Brothers 2. And the character name was Birdo. So it was this bird girl dinosaur that Mario had to fight in the game. But if you actually read the inside notes, they said that Birdo wasn't a girl. Birdo was a boy that thought he was a girl. 
So you could say that was the first LGBT character. So it was a gay dinosaur back then. Oh, and some people think that Yoshi is a woman also. So. Oh no shit. Yeah. So that's a little bit of history about that. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, Street Fighter. Don't Did you that. know about? Did you hear about like remember the first Arkham game? Mm-hmm. And how Harley Quinn? I guess the mocap uh, for Harley Quinn was a dude. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So. So yeah, if you're like checking out Harley Quinn sashaying her ass in that game, that's a dude on the mocap. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. So I've been. I just feel like I'm losing the crying game now. hey a man knows what a man needs (laughs) my whole world is shattered and plus you shatter some other folks worlds also so i did not know that um what else we got oh tekken tekken is also oh and another thing that kind of hurt my heart is that last year the last couple years street fighter has always been the number one game in evo this year it was not it was beaten by actually a few games and one of those games was tekken and I'm not even mad, Eli, because this year Tekken was actually pretty awesome. They've done a lot of stuff to the game. And I was thinking, like, maybe I should get into it. But something happened that made me feel like I have to come out of retirement. I have to get back to Tekken. Oh, yeah? Very important. And I find this out today. And as a matter of fact, I sent you a link. I know you didn't click it, so I'm going to tell you what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so they released some new characters also, some vampire chick, whatever like that. But it was one character that's really interesting. Okay, remember Ip Man? Am I saying it right? Ip Man? Oh, from uh, Donnie Yen or whatever? That guy. He's not yeah. in the game. But. He's not in the game. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but they have a guy now that has that same fighting style, that Wing Chun fighting style. I Tekken. thought Lei Wu, wasn't that Lei Wu Long? No, he's like Drunken Monkey Uncle. Well, he had some, that was one of his styles. That but was he also did like. One of them, but he's not like just that style. That's it. This guy's just. Oh, what's yeah. That little girl, was it a Zhao Yu or whatever? I thought. Did she do Wing Chun? I think she did. Or she, she did. She did like some of that Wing Chun or Wushu or whatever. So I think it was. Is that the same thing? Wushu Wing Chun. It's it's all similar. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but I think they they really try to make this guy look like. But was. he's in the outfit or whatever like that. Yeah, like that. But yeah. but here's the thing, he's an old black dude with gray dreads. Oh no shit! So he looks like Jim Kelly, you know from. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was about to say he looks like Eddie Goro or whatever. No, no, no. but he—I mean—but he's got like a beard, dreads. He wears shades. He's got like a thick gold chain. Oh, but remember does, when yeah. one of the one of the skins on Eddie Goro was like a big afro where he did look like Jim? Right, Kane. and I think his name was Disco Jones. I think that was his name or something. Yeah, yeah. He was cheap because his platform shoes actually had were were longer, so he had more reach with his shoes than his feet. So he actually cheated. When you played as him, oh shit! That's how much I played as Tekken. I knew frame data and <laughs> boxes <laughs> and shit. So yeah, but this new dude is an old black dude with shades and a thick gold chain, wearing the Wing Chun Ip Ch- Ipmon outfit. And Eli, guess what his name is? Uh, you don't know his name. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. <laughs> Leroy Smith. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> So I was like, what the fuck? Okay, well, I got to come out of retirement and play that. So, yeah, I'm dusting off the skills. Whenever this guy comes on, I'm going to be back on Tekken. You will see what I can do with this guy. Was it Leroy Green from Last Dragon? Leroy Green from The Last Dragon. Okay, we never talked about The Last Dragon on this show, and there's a reason why, because I banned it. It's in the Will Smith pile. Oh, is it? Oh, man. But I'll talk about it just for this one time. I'll pull it out there. So I hate that fucking movie. Really? I hate that book because I got teased about it every day at school about it. 
anytime it show up on HBO, somebody will come to Leroy. You know, they start quoting the movie to me. Who's the master? You know, and all this oh, shit. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I got sick of this. This shit's getting on my dick. Hey, that's a lot cooler than Three Dog Night, which motherfuckers would say to me. Come on, man. You think that's the Denzel Washington movie, Book of Eli. Nobody knew that shit back when I was in school. <laughs> it was like, it always, they always mispronounced my name. <laughs> Ellie, Eli, Elias. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I guess, uh, but the, the movie was so I'd cheap. I take a show enough quote over fucking Three Dog Night. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but if you hear it enough times, you're like, okay, man, I get it, I get it. So yeah, yeah anytime the movie comes on, I'm like, man, fuck that movie, man. Yeah, the Eli's coming. You ever hear that song? Like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Leroy Smith. Matter of fact, better put him on the banner. I think I will put him on the banner. We'll figure it out. What, oh, and and Eli. Okay, so we've saw Street Fighter, saw Tekken. Those are my games. Saw some other bullshit also. But here's what I started realizing: that I'm an old man now. Because none of these games were the headliners. Now, the headliner of Evo this year, by a wide, wide margin, was Smash Brothers. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I didn't know how big the game was. When I was watching Evo and I was watching like Street Fight and Tekken, like you saw like the seats were kind of like sparse in between. Like you could see empty seats and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's cool. Smash Brothers came on. They turned the lights off. Uh, they had strobe lights going everywhere. The seats were <laughs> packed. The crowd was going. And it's I'm the ending like, of the wizard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the power glove. It's so bad. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? And then, and then they start bringing out the contestants. I'm like, oh man, Eli, nothing but a bunch of like 12 and 15 year olds coming out and shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, I, you know, like at my comic store, they have gaming night and shit, and they have like Super Smash Bro tournaments and shit at, at my comic store. Yeah, you know, they'll have like like Halo and you know sometimes Mortal Kombat, but I guess the Super Smash Brothers shit is. That's a big. That's a big night. <laughs> I think. I think Smash Brothers had a bigger Twitch following, like a Twitch viewing, than both Street Fighter and Tekken combined. Like it was huge. When I looked at numbers, it was like like two hundred fifty thousand people watching it live at one time. I'm like, okay, these numbers are nuts for Smash Brothers. For the longest time, like three years ago or even before that, they didn't even want Smash Brothers in the game. They were like, you can't have Smash Brothers because it's some kitty shit. You're gonna bring those kids in here. We don't want their ass there. You know. But the the game got such a big following, they had no choice but to bring it in there because it was bringing in so many sponsors, bringing in so many people, bringing in so many tournaments. It's like fuck. Now you got all these little kids running around here. They don't bathe and shit. You know, <laughs> they had to ban players that don't that have be, uh, hygiene problems. Like that's a real thing. Oh so, really? <laughs> that's a real thing for Smash Brothers. Like if you stink, you can't play. <laughs> So like this is what the fuck, man. So yeah, so now you got all these kids players. I can't I can't fucking shower, man. I gotta practice. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? So yeah, this shit and I still I, so I, I I gave it a minute for the doubt. You like I don't wanna be the old curmudgeon, you know, get off my lawn type dude. So I sit there and try to watch the game. I can't watch this bullshit, man. <laughs> it looks like it's like some kitty shit. It looks like like it didn't look like it has anything to it. It just looked like a big party game. You just smashing buttons and stuff like that. Like I can't take you seriously. I can't take you twelve and thirteen year olds seriously, man. Pick up a real fucking fighting game. The shit we used to play. Like shit, man. Virtual fighter didn't die for this. Shut up, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I know, man, I'm old. Cause I'm like, this is the shit that's taking over. I'm like, old dad games and shit. <laughs> that's what they think now. This is basically like Street Fighter taking those dad games now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play that shit. Fucking so yeah. Because when you watch Street Fighter and Tekken, here's the that's the funny thing. Like Street Fighter, nothing but like forty year olds playing that shit. <laughs> but Tekken is weird. Tekken is a very weird game because the people playing against you had two very different groups playing that game, and there was no in between. So one group was the old fat white dude, the pimply face with the thick beard. You know, you've seen that guy. Okay, yeah. Him versus. The thug-ass black dude from the South with an afro and gold teeth and tattoos. And there's no in-between with that. And maybe like a Korean guy or something like that. But there's no in-between with this. Like, this is the fan base? Like, it's either this or that. Like, okay. And so, pretty interesting, though. But, yeah, that's Evo. Not my Evo. That may be the title of this. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> Smash Bros. is fucking taking over. Uh Oh, and, and yeah, that, that gay furry... I'm not. It's not an insult. He called, that's his name on Twitter. Uh, oh. Sonic Fox. He got beat this year, so he's not like the number one guy anymore. Because that's how oh, fast shit. these fighting game tournaments take over. So, yeah, that's that's all I got. I was gonna talk about some other shit in video games, but I don't really want to because that Smash Brothers shit depressed me. So, because made me feel <laughs> old. <laughs> so let's just jump into the comic book section. Oh, we ain't gonna talk about the boys. Oh shit. We can't even talk about the boys because it's right there. Yeah, let's it's talk about the boys. It's on the, the banner. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, like. I knew it was something that I was missing. I'm like, it's something I missed. Let's talk about the boys real quick. Okay, so I got a chance to see all of the boys. Uh, how many episodes did you get into? With the I'm, I'm about halfway through. Man, halfway through. So let's say episode four, three, something like that, whatever like that. Yeah. So um, it's an interesting show. I don't know if I can recommend it to everybody because the show is so out there. It's not like a show I can be like, oh, you see, I'm not like the Game of Thrones fans that they force you to watch this shit. Otherwise, you'd be ostracized from social media, some shit like that. You know, you must watch <laughs> the boys, you know, I'm just like, if you like it, cool. If you don't you like it, I can't recommend everybody because I think the show might piss some people off with stuff they're doing on there. I'll put it like this for those that haven't watched the boys. If you can make it through the first episode. No, I won't even say that. You can make it through, what would you say, like the first 20 minutes of the first episode? Yeah. The first 20 minutes. Give it the first 20 minutes. If you can make it past that, you will like the show. If you, at the first 20 minutes, you're just like, "Uh uh-uh, fuck this shit. I can't watch it. Don't watch the rest of it. It might be too much for you. And the funny thing about it, like I said, now, I know we're a comic book podcast, and we should have we should know everything about the graphic novel backwards and forward, and we should know what year it came out and, you know, what symbolism, you know, what era this made and how many books it made and how many spinoffs it made and all this shit like that. We're not comic cast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do our homework. <laughs> we read, I, and I did go back and retroactively read a few books and kind of know where we're going and stuff like that, but that's about it. I read maybe the first 10 issues just to get, just to get a kind of feel from how different it is from the TV show, just to kind of get a feel for it. And honestly, Eli, what I've noticed, as fucked up as the show is, the book is way more fucked up. Yeah, they kind of they kind of dial they dial it way down. Which that the shocked the hell out of me. I was like, okay, I didn't realize that. But here's the thing: I think, I think the comic, but I think that's the difference between the mediums itself. I think the comic Garth Ennis, like I said, he wrote the book. I think he was trying to intentionally go out of his way for shock value. Yeah, I think the book is. I I think 
I think the book is a little bit too gratuitous. Yeah. With, as far as the sex and the violence, not that I'm not. I don't like blood and boobs. You know, I it's love like that. Every shit, other but, page, some wow. Well, yeah, shit I mean, some when it starts to get in the way to the, of the story, I think okay, it's a little bit too much. Can we just get on with the shit? Because I got about a you know a thousand other books I need to read this week. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know, get on with the story. You know, and I think yeah, I think he pushes it just to push it, and I. I think I, it was at the time too because I didn't realize how old this book was. Like two thousand six. When you read the book, you know when it came out. It feels dated. Yeah. Like, yeah I'm like, oh, like, this is around the time when Eminem was popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and I didn't realize how long it went on for. You know, because mm-hmm. I I read the first omnibus and I found out that there's like two more omnibuses. Like, oh, there's like spinoff books and everything. Like like every yeah. character has their own spinoff series. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know it went that deep, you know? Yeah. Because I remember I, people talking about the boys all the time. Oh, you got to read the boys. You got to read the boys. The boys is the best thing ever. And I was like, eh, whatever. And so. Yeah. And even then, reading it now, honestly, if I read it back then, I, I don't think I probably would have liked it. Because I did feel like it was a little bit too gratuitous just to the point of being gratuitous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, the, the shock value was cool. And Garth Ennis was trying to say something with it, too. But I think it overshadowed with, because he was going way too far with the shit he was trying to do. Where I think the the movie, I mean the the TV show, I think they they hit the high points. They the most gratuitous shit in the in the book they did bring the screen, even though they toned the shit down. But some things had to be changed. Like for instance, the TV, the comic book took a lot of comic book tropes that I don't think would carry over to the to the TV show. The TV show, on the other hand, is more of a analog to not just the superheroes, but like to the superhero movies, like the franchise, like the MCU, basically. Yeah, you know, and yeah. even the DCEU also. Matter of fact, I think they even said they tried to mimic the style of DCEU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a, there's a definite like uh, satire mm-hmm. as far as com- they're making a statement on comic book movies. Yeah, and the yeah. marketing, especially with the the corporation and how they're marketing superheroes. And right, how they're running everything, and yeah. you know the the actors may get in trouble. I mean, we're not even gonna say actors, but like the, the people might get in trouble and they try to cover it up and stuff like that. This yeah. stuff happens all the time, you know. Yeah, and we're seeing that in the MCU. I mean, we're seeing see MCU, that. James Gunn. Yeah. James you know, Gunn. <laughs> try to cover this shit yeah. up as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, because no, no, they're it, supposed to represent this higher ideal, yeah. you know. Yeah. But they're just regular I mean, people. Yeah. You know, no, uh, yeah. we didn't even talk about Chris Pratt. Or, yeah, but, him or remember, Josh Brolin. <laughs> or Josh Brolin. They, we, they covered Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, he was a junkie fucking <laughs> we, we forget about all this shit, right? <laughs> they cover all this shit up. Just ignore all this shit, you no, know. They spun it as a redemption story. Yeah, he was it, a junkie who turned in, who became Iron Man. And exactly. He's Iron they, Man for real. You know? <laughs> they spun it how they wanted to. Now he, you know, now he's, you know, popular with children and stuff like that. It's the same way with, with the boys, what they were doing. Uh, and they not just with the MCU, you know, with athletes and entertainers, you know, how the, uh, A-Train got stuck on, um, what was that thing called? Compound V, yeah, the drugs, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing that drug, and the drug is different too. Even though I know we're talking about like the main thing, what happens to the uh to the story. Compound V is different in the book also because Compound V is like this big plot line in the TV show where they're trying to uncover this big secret of how they get their power. Where in the comic books, completely different. They use Compound V just whenever they feel like it. Like even the boys yeah. use it. Like the boys actually, yeah, the, like the crew, they they actually take it to help them fight. The soup, the soups, 
Right. So, so just in case of some weird shit happens from there. So that's pretty interesting there. And it's like I said, it's it's different just depend on the 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 medium or whatever you want to call it because they can't use like heavy comic book tropes on a TV show because the audience that don't read comic books won't get it. Yeah. So that's I think it, they're taking the strongest points of the comic and just you know adapting it to the show because mm-hmm. that's what I've noticed. I mean, I've read like I've read the first omnibus and hardly anything is in the show that I've seen so far. Right. You know, <laughs> and I, like I said, I'm only halfway through through the through the series, but yeah, it felt like I'm the like, TV show was more streamlined. Like it just got to the yeah. point. Yeah. There's a lot more case like the the Tech Knight. I don't know if you read the Tech Knight arc. Which is oh, hilarious. Yeah, that, honestly, the Tech Knight arms are like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's why I'm like, okay, this should have gone too far. That was so, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, oh, Leroy's going to love this shit. I read this, this is, shit. This... I was like, what the fuck? But it's the shit I was thinking the whole time, though. <laughs> I was like, this is like what Leroy thinks of Batman. <laughs> and, uh, and so but, I was like, yeah, okay, this yeah. is. But there's like, I haven't seen any of that mentioned in the show yet, you know? And they Maybe might that save part. that for season two or something like that, yeah. or you know they might leave out like those, those Teen Titan dudes. They were going to be in state. Oh yeah, like, they left those all that shit out. Teen, they they the did mention them. They mentioned yeah. that team, uh, but they didn't like show them all the crazy shit they did. You know. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah they were doing some gratuitous <laughs> sex and violence as well in the in the book. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on here? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's the show they have going on. So, and, and the thing I was saying about the DCEU, how they were, because here's the thing, uh, Seth Rogen is one of the showrunners on the show. Yeah. Yeah, because this, basically the same team that did Preacher is doing this. Yeah. But they're trying to out-preach your Preacher, basically. And that's what Garth Ennis was trying to do as well. Right. Because everybody was saying how Preacher was so shocking. Like, let me do something that can't be done anywhere, you know. And he was trying to, yeah. trying to top himself. And I think... He got to the point where it's so gratuitous that it does kind of overshadow the, the story because I think the story is actually pretty good, but you can't with so much wild shit going on it can it gets overshadowed. It's kind of like it's kind of like a porno with a with a good story. <laughs> you know, you don't watch it for the story. You know, yeah. like if we were watching Lord of the Rings and everybody was butt naked. You know, well that's Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. so I must say the show. I mean, it does it does make a lot of you know interesting points and comments on the superhero genre mm-hmm. and you know on and just social commentary as well yeah and, and not I just on, say, right, on the superhero genre on the business of the superhero genre yeah you know, entertainment movies in general you know mm-hmm. so and just you know and and you can make those political you know parallels you know to our modern day society as well can i say it can i say it i'm almost scared to say it okay homelander is trump yeah with superpowers yeah, like he like was full. I mean, and and I'm not saying that I think that I think the show went out of its way to make that connection because there was one yeah. point where he was like fear mongering to this conservative yeah. crowd, yeah. like oh, or like a cop, and they're like cops or whatever, like corrupt cops, and you know, there's definitely all that there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I gotta say that episode with the plane that was a fucked up episode. That was fucked up. I mean, I was. I was that that might have upset me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is fucked up. I mean, they and I think what it is is they turned the superhero trope Mm -hmm. totally on its head. You know, especially nowadays, 
the days of the, in the height of the MCU and what we know as superhero movies and comic book heroes, mm-hmm. you know, to do that type of scene was, I thought, a lot was quite ballsy. That that took guts. Yeah, that was a very bold decision to. And I don't know if that shows up in the comic at all because I haven't read it, that. It actually far. does. It actually does. Oh, point. okay. I, I'll even oh. tell you this. I even tell you. Okay, remember at the beginning of the the comic where they show the Washington Bridge gone out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That has something to do with that plane. So it it, it is, but they change it up a little bit in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying how that scene played out. Where mm-hmm. this is these are what we are. I this is basically Superman and Wonder Woman essentially. Yeah. And they're saying, fuck this. <laughs> they're fucking right, because they want to maintain their image because if they save some of yeah. them, they can't have, they can't have a, a mark on their record. Somebody would just kill everybody and just blame it on somebody else. Yeah, and I just, the way they played that scene out and everyone begging for their lives and the little girl and all that shit, and for them, for these heroes to just say, fuck this. Like, not even was, try to save everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite, you know, disturbing in a way. You know, at least how I saw it, like, this is fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It so it just really shattered our, it shattered our ideals of superhero trope, which I thought, you know, I found disturbing and upsetting, but I still think that's, that's an awesome choice to do. I was like, holy fuck, these motherfuckers mean business, you know? <laughs> yeah, because they have to maintain the image. Yeah. You know, more than anything else. So as long as they keep the light. Oh, another thing that got kind of fucked up to it. Uh, you on episode four, I don't know how far you made it. Okay, let's talk about Starlight for a second. Let's talk about that scene with Starlight for a second. I'm in not going to get in detail one? about it because just in case if people have seen it. Talk about episode one? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not what I want to talk about in that. If, if anybody hasn't seen the show, watch it. You're going to be like, all I want to let you know is that the book has the scene. It's way more fucked up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. In the book, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't out them in the, to the public. But in this world, and that's, a, that's what the showrunner said. The showrunner said after it happened, if in the Me Too era, if she doesn't do that, they were going to get hate mail. So she had to do it in the show. Mm-hmm. And so they were yeah. like, because they were like, oh, she didn't come out. She didn't come forward, stuff like that. So that's why they made her come forward with public and see everything that happened in there. Because basically, so basically you can say like, okay, this book was written in 2006. And you can tell the book was written in 2006. This show was made in 2019. And you can tell this show was made in 2019. Yeah. And so it's, it's all, you know, with the time. So it's, I, I just... Found that was interesting. Also, how times have changed and what they did with the book. Oh, Simon Pegg. Also, Simon Pegg is uh, basically based the original dude in the book. Or uh, was it Huey? We Huey, yeah. whatever, like that. The main guy. Oh, is me the, the the guy in the show looked like Michael Shannon on crack? <laughs> just I don't know. That's just just what I was thinking the whole time. You know. Well, but are anyway. you saying that Huey in the book looks like Simon Pegg? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Get me back on point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks like Simon Pegg, but Simon Pegg is here basically because the, it took so long for it to get adapted. Simon Pegg is aged out of the role, but he's still playing that basically like uh, Donald Glover in in Spider Man. Mm-hmm, you know how he's yeah. playing the uncle now instead of you know being cast for Miles because he aged out of the role now. So. Oh, speaking of Spider Man. Hmm. I watched into the, I, you know, I've been, I watched into the Spider Verse all the damn time. My kids are doing now. Okay. And and um, when Miles goes to his uncle's house, I, I know what you're about to say. Uh huh. Yeah, he's watching that episode of Community, of Community. when Donald Glo- when uh Troy is wearing Spider Man pajamas. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I just noticed that the other day. 
That was actually yeah. when he did that on the show. That was actually a big thing. Like it was like if you didn't know the whole story behind it, it was just like he just was wearing Spider Man pajamas. But that thing took off online. It was like oh, uh, because he knew that he wore that. That was basically like that was going to cause controversy about he's trying to be Spider Man and trying to you know, you know, put his hat in the ring to be you know take Andrew Garfield's spider whip was doing it. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty. Interesting. I need to watch Into the Spider Verse again also just because it's an awesome movie. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. <laughs> We yeah. we told you go watch it. <laughs> oh, and go watch the boys also if you can make it past first twenty minutes. Yeah. So overall, awesome show. I don't know how much of the comic I'm gonna read because honestly, it's 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 getting. It's like the more I read, the more out there it's getting. Yeah, and it it it, it gets a little difficult to you know just just the acts the those uh Cockney accents. That's you know, the thing because Garth Ennis, so he likes to throw yeah. it in a lot. French, like, he speaks take- French in the book. Yeah, I can take one character, but when you got Butcher and Huey going back and forth. And they're using different accents. <laughs> Huey, used, <laughs> Huey is Scottish in the book. You yeah. know? So it's like, it, it does get confusing, especially he's used, though, and he just uses it like it's, like it's nothing, you know. Yeah. Oh, governor, I bet you've got a lot, a lot of me. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off, you cunt. Yeah, like, he called him a poof. So I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is a poof? Uh, should I be offended? <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Fuck off as well, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can we actually get to the to the comic books now? Sure. Okay. So let's go ahead and start up this comic book bullet. We're talking about the comic book podcast. We're gonna talk about the number one, one book of the week. Let's get right into it. Now, this is a X Men book, and I forced Eli with the gun to his head to read some X Men books this week, <laughs> and he actually did it. <laughs> so I did back to back, back to back. I'm, I'm proud of bought, you. Yeah, I bought House of X, which came out last week. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I picked up Powers of X. I, 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 I got to correct you. I got to correct you. It's Powers of Ten. Oh shit! <laughs> shit. Well, these two. Hey, you know how much I blew on books this week? <laughs> this is fucking expensive. That's what I was week. hoping you just because I was like, I'm broke right like, now. I, I, okay, hoping. yeah. I I bought you know House of X came out last week, but I bought it this week, mm-hmm. and along with Powers of X or Ten, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Plus, I got the you know the Last Night on Earth, Batman Who Laughs, mm-hmm. all you know that was over twenty bucks just for those books, <laughs> and then I got the rest of my pull list. So I blew a lot of money this week. On- <laughs> it just don't count. <laughs> We're single handedly keeping the industry afloat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. so let's break this bad boy down. Let's jump into it. Okay, so uh, like I said, Powers of Ten, according to Jonathan Tigman, like House of X and Powers of Ten. This is part two of his story. Because and why? And why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know why he did that. He just he just being an asshole just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's jump into it. So basically, the story it's a four part breakdown of the story, and I think reason because it they show like Year Zero. Is when Professor X is starting, you know, getting the inkling idea of starting the X Men. Year ten is the present era where we're in right now, you know, where he's trying to take over the world with all the mutants and crow and all the shit like so that. So is that? Is that are the? No, fuck it, just go. But that's that's <laughs> X. That's Professor X in the fucking. He the looks Cerebral like the helmet. maker. Yeah, he kind of looks like the maker or whatever. Because yeah. I I got confused. In the first book. Right. Everybody thinks he's the maker. I don't think he's the maker. I don't think Jonathan Hickman is that sloppy of a writer. I do okay. think he may be something else. But right but now. That, that is that is Xavier in that helmet. That's Xavier. Yeah. Okay. Good okay. to know. Okay. So we got Xavier 
uh, with the helmet on, ten years. So the the year ten, that's what we're right now. So basically, saying it, the X Men have been around for ten years, according to Hickman. Uh, then they jump what a hundred years later. I, I got confused. I think a hundred yeah, years later. I got the book in front of me. I'm going through it panel by panel. Okay, I'm I'm going by memory. Okay, so you got a hundred years later where they show where the basically the Sentinels have taken over the world and the Sentinels and the mutants are in war with each other. Where are the humans? Who fucking knows? They never say anything about it. And then they jump what a thousand years later. Year one thousand, the Ascension. Yes. The Ascension, where they show some blue hair, where blue skin. Girl or boy, I can't really tell the difference. It's it's year two three thousand. Don't assume genders, bro. You don't, gen, genders are gone, <laughs> so it doesn't matter what <laughs> what it is. Uh, so yeah, basically going by piece by piece. Um, the year zero, Char- Xavier's at a at a carnival, having a good time. Meets a pretty girl. The girl sits on the bench with him, flirts with him back, folks like that. Asks him what do you think about the fair. He like it's cool, and then she blurts out his name. He was like, wait. How do you know my name? Oh, we go way back, Charles. Why don't you read my mind? And reads my mind, and we cut to year 10. Fuck what happened there. We're going to cut to year 10. So apparently in the last book, like I talked about, Mystique, Toad, and Sabretooth robbed damage control and stole some information. They all got away, but Sabretooth got caught by the Fantastic Four. But Mystique and Toad were still able to get away. So Mystique shows up, was about to hand uh, Magneto the hard drive, but then she was like, no, before I give you the hard drive, you got to do something for me. But Zex stood up said, fuck all that. Give me the hard drive because I want it. And I guess he has telekinesis telekinesis now. Because it looked like he just used Cerebro to make the, the hard drive come to him. Which or he never had that fucking, power before. Or was it fucking Magneto do it? Oh, whatever, sure. Whatever. I don't know. But anyway, Professor X has the, uh, the hard drive. And he's basically telling Mystique, I'm going to need you to do something else for me later on. Because if you want to be in, uh, you know, in the mutant world upcoming, you've got to earn your keep. And basically it's weird because Professor, because Mystique looked like she was trying to report to Magneto. And Professor like he was establishing dominance. <clears throat> Even though they were in the house of M. Like he was trying to establish dominance. Like, no, you don't talk to Magneto. You talk to me. I'm running shit. You know, give me the hard drive. You talk to me. I'll let you know when I need you and whatever like that. Man, you know, just in the back, just chilling, not saying shit. You know, like it's it's a weird dynamic going on right now. We're not used to this. And can I can I throw out some theories? Sure. It's a Hickman book. That's all people are doing right now. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on in these books. If they tell you anything they know what's going on, they're lying. They're full of shit. Everybody is just <laughs> assuming they know. Right. Now, I feel a whole lot fucking better now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one allowed to it. I'm just willing to admit that nobody else is going to admit that nobody knows the fuck going on. But my thing is, okay, we're back at year zero, right? The pretty girl, Maria Mataggart. We can pretty much assume that's Maria Mataggart. She didn't already, already say that. She said, yeah, she did say that. She did say it. Okay. Just making sure. So Maria Mataggart knows who professor X is. We've seen uh, X-Men books in the past where she didn't know who the fuck he was. So is she a time traveler? She'd almost would have to be. I would assume. Well, it's X Men, so I'm sure that that's what they do. They time travel. So she went back in time. She changed history. She had to because the way Professor X acting right now is nothing like we've ever seen Professor X act before. Professor X is acting like like a like Doctor Doom or some shit. You know, he's basically trying oh, to take talking about now when he's like in 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 Krakow or whatever. Right, like it's completely yeah. different than what he was before. You know, if this is even Professor X, we don't know. You know. Oh, uh, that's that. Jump to year 100. Mm-hmm. This is when shit gets confusing. 
So, <laughs> let me see if I can break this shit down. So, apparently there's been this hundred year war between the mutants and the sentinels. And the humans, we don't know where the fuck the humans are. Oh well, fuck them. Fuck us. Uh, they, there's three main X-Men that we run into. One is called Cybernail, Silabelle, whatever. She's got like a black brain or some shit. She's a telepath. She gets rescued by two other X-Men. One named Rasputin and the other one named the Cardinal. Now the Cardinal basically looks like a red nightcrawler. Now Rasputin is kind of weird. Rasputin has the powers of the Rasputins. Now you know who the Rasputins are. Peter Rasputin, Colossus. And I think Eliana Rasputin. Am I saying it right, Eli? Eliana. I guess. Magic. Talking about, I was about to say, talking about magic? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so those are the Rasputins. So she seems like she has... No, actually, no. Let me let me let me get this. Let me get the notes. I got. I got that, the that, yeah, see that? Oh, fucking Christ! I mean, no, they actually break that. They break down her powers. They, I was about to say, ain't she like a god of? She's like a, a uh, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's got a bunch of powers. Yeah, she's got a like bunch she's, of powers. So she's she's like a, cerebr- She's like cerebro. She's like uh, uh, cyclops, and oh, fuck, my head's hurting already. Magic. <laughs> Magic. She's got like those powers. Yeah, right? she's got magic powers. She can turn her skin solid like a like Colossus. So she got like the Colossus, mm-hmm. and she's got the sword like fucking magic. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Hickman Hickman breaks down her powers. Okay, because he gives a sample. Okay, because I'm not going to get into all this shit. Basically, there's four generations. What we see in this hundred year war. The first year was the Chimera. They uh. For some reason, the leaders of the mutant islands or the leaders of the mutant nation, when Xavier and Magneto said they've been killed off by then, whoever it is now, they had Mr. Sinister breed mutants exactly how he wanted to do it. First year was cool. Second year was cool. Third year, those mutants were defective. They killed the other mutants because Mr. Sinister actually programmed them to do that, but didn't tell anybody he did that. And the fourth year is just the whatever mutants left just going around fighting people. So Rasputin... Her powers are Quentin so this Quagmire. Is... Okay, uh, go ahead. No, not Quagmire. Quentin Quire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she has a little bit of teleportation. Uh, the Rasputin's also. So she has Colossus power of, you know, metamorphin. Bane. I don't know who the fuck Bane is. And I don't even know what the fuck is full of full. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, Kitty Pryde. So she can phase the wall. So she can phase it. Yeah, but they actually, Where do you see this shit? Okay, in the sample Chimera Rasputin page. Hickman breaks down her five powers and which powers are more powerful than the other power. So... Oh, she, you mean like this... Oh, the sam- the DNA sample. Yeah, the DNA sample. Yeah. Okay, I didn't even really look at that. Yeah, so it's actually <laughs> saying... <laughs> so it's actually saying which power overrides what power. So... Okay, so I it's see showing it that the Pride, Rasputin, Bane, okay, Choir... Yeah, I don't know who Choir is. That's Quentin Choir. That's uh, he's a purple-haired, dumbass mutant, but he's like he's on mega level. Okay, he's, he's from Grant Morrison's era. Okay, Rasputin would be Colossus. Colossus and Magic. I, I'm, I'm pretty. Well, meta, meta, meta. It says Metam. But, and then but Bane his thing is, is they, you, you can see which one has the highest concentration. So the Rasputin, she, uh, the Rasputin gene is the highest gene she has. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know. So this is so is she a new character? Is this yeah? She, she's brand new. She's brand new. Okay. 
Yeah. She's never Good been to know. popular before. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. And that's the thing about this Hickman book. Like, you don't have to know about the X Men because Hickman is basically throwing the rule book out and just like, I'm doing my own shit. Fuck everything okay. else. Because so. that's what I heard. That's why I'm going to say, you know, that's why I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll give this a whirl. I'll, I'll try to get into the X Men again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he's not redoing Days of Future Past. He's doing some other. He's basically doing the same shit he was doing in Avengers and was doing in Fantastic Four. He made, he, he showed the Avengers what the world was going to be like a million years of the future. Franklin Rich was there chilling with them, talking to Captain America, stuff like that. He did the same thing with the Fantastic Four, where they going there. So he's doing the same thing with the X Men, showing them all the futures and what they're going to be and stuff like that. So what else? What powers we got? We got Bane. Who the fuck is? We got Kitty Pryde and Tangibility. That's like the lowest concentrate. No, low concentrate. Low. So Kenny, Kenny. That's Laura Kenny. That's X twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah. So healing. she has. So she's got a healing factor. Yeah, so she has a healing factor, but the healing factor, like the lowest it's end low. of her powers. Yeah, she's gonna, it's, it's gonna be slow. So what is Fofolid? That I don't know. That I don't. I don't know. That. Fo, I don't know fo. who Bane is. I don't know who Fofofo is. But <laughs> yeah, but whatever it is, like a middle range for powers. So okay. So I know four of the five of her her abilities that she can do. So anyway, she still seemed pretty cool. She's attacked by a Sentinel. Chops Sentinel's hand off with one hand with the sword. You know. And then they sent like a whole bunch of like, I don't know what those guys were, Sentinels or humans or whatever the fuck they were. I don't know what they were. She killed all of them, even though they thought they were going to kill her like that. They took, I, I thought they were Sentinels. They might. Oh, been. you're talking about the little guys. The, the little guys, little, yeah. But they yeah, might. Yeah, they yeah. might have been Sentinels too. Yeah, or just machine, or people dressed up and I don't know. Whatever. She killed them all anyway. But Cardinal was like, "You either come with me, or I'm leaving you." Also, so Cardinal's a new person, also, whoever he is. So they jump back to. Uh, to Krakoa. But one of the twins, yeah, one of the twins escapes, right? No, no, just, uh, no, the only people that escape is Cardinal and Rasputin. They, they, the girl that they were trying to get, the girl with the black brain, she gets kidnapped. Okay, oh, please leave. No, and then she, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because she's <laughs> saying she wasn't going to leave, she was going to try to rescue the girl, but then she ends up leaving anyway. And going back to Rakoa. Oh, so, but it then shows Rasputin going, no, and she's being attacked by everybody. Yeah, but she they, they show a page later, she kills everybody. Oh, okay. But by the time yeah. she kills them, they already took the other girl, so it doesn't matter. So she's just like, fuck it out, I'm going to leave before they send some more people after us. Okay. And so, and then, I'm, I'm going to get to the other part. But when they oh, go back yeah, to, yeah, I see it here, yeah. Yeah, but when they go back to Krakoa, all of a sudden, then they see Wolverine, yeah, Magneto. Groom. It looked like Scorn, Corn, Zorn, whatever that guy's name was, I can't remember his name. And I don't know the and Groot. Is that Groot? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that guy was. <laughs> it looks like was a, it, but Yeah, it looks like Groot to me. Honestly, honestly, I think but none is of those that Magne is is that supposed to be Magneto? That's the thing. I don't think any of those people are who they are. Okay, I think that's all what of I was those wondering. are Mr. Sinister's breeding ground people. Like clones or whatever. Yeah, I think like that's what they are. I think all of yeah. them are clones. Yeah, because they already said that all the mutant leaders were killed a hundred years ago. So I'm thinking all of them were just, you know, whatever, and they were leading the, the mutant yeah. resistance, whatever. Because this is like a hundred years into the future. Right. Even though Wolverine can live that long, I'm a, I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that all those guys are clones or whatever. Like, so they're grown in Mr. Sinister Lab, whatever like that. And then they showed the other girl, the black brain girl that got kidnapped by the Sinister. She'd get taken back to the, to the Tower of Ascension. The Ascension Tower or whatever? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So you got Nimrod 
and you got look like the Omega, one of the Omega Sentinels, or maybe the Omega Sentinel. And basically, they're trying to, you know, get information out of her. She's been programmed to resist torture. So they just throw her in this Matrix-like tube. And basically, saying they're eventually going to take all the mutants in there. And they're going to assimilate all of their minds. And they're going to absorb them into the machines. So... It's yeah, the it's matrix gonna be like DNA or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, and who is this Nimrod? He looks like fucking Juggernaut. Okay, Nimrod is an old character. He's been around, I guess, in the '80s. He was in the sequel. You had Days of Future Past, and you had Days of Future Present, or was it Present Future, or Future Past, Past Present? What fuck? Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> so, lost me already. <laughs> I lost myself already. But anyway, he's a evolved Sentinel from the future that come back to kill the X Men. He's way more powerful than other other X Men. I mean, other Sentinels. Okay. But he here he never had a personality in those old books. This one he has like a per like a childlike personality in this one. You're like, mm-hmm. ooh, can I put him in the bath? Can I put him in the bath? We'll make a sentinel. Yes. You know, he see him all that. Okay, that's kind of weird for a robot to do that, but anyway. So the book ends when kill her. So rewind time well, fast forward time, a thousand years into the future. And there are only eight mutants left on planet Earth. The rest of the mutants have gone to the Shi'ar galaxy. And some of them are hoping, and some and the she guards actually like using them, you know, for military purposes and stuff like that. And what they're thinking that eventually they're gonna conquer the earth, and they conquer the earth, they're gonna put the mutants back on the earth and let them run run the earth in their homestead. But they haven't done that yet. So the eight mutants are left. They're in asteroid K or whatever. And like I said, the boy girl thing is talking to a version of Nimrod, and. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Honestly, I really don't. I'm lost. I I I thought of it as almost like they were creating Earth again, or some sort of simulation of Earth, and that that's Adam and Eve or something. And then because it says something about God creating or some shit. Let me go see. So it did look like they basically saying the humans have been the humans have been wiped off, and they just keeping the humans here for yeah, and for hope reasons. to God that they never have dominion again. Okay, yeah, that's. A reminder of what the world used to be like, and a rem- remember what we overcame. Yeah, because it didn't look like it was some cavemen, but I thought it might have been like the Savage Land or some shit. I mean, yeah, it's, it's important to keep a record of the great sins of history, even better to preserve a remnant, something to point at, and hope to God they never have dominion again. So they're basically saying that the fucking humans are the enemy. But we don't even know what happened to the humans. Yeah, but are they are they keeping? Because it's in like a dome, right? The preserve, yeah, it's like in a preserve. They call mm-hmm. it the preserve. Yeah, I'm that's thinking... why we keep. It's why we keep dinosaurs around. Yeah, so it's like a, it, it's like almost like a, a museum. Like yeah, the Earth is in a museum. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Hickman. This is this is okay. Look, 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 look. I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. This is everybody's praising this. Everybody is licking Hickman's dick right now for the X Men, and we're sitting there scratching our head like, what the. F- you know here's the thing hickman you gotta play the long game with hickman that's the thing with hickman hickman is always tough to get into with these first books like the fantastic four like that with avengers anything he does but the payoff is always worth it you gotta wait for the you gotta make it to the payoff yeah that is true because the payoff is insane when he finally puts all this shit together but it's it's tough at the beginning i'm not even gonna lie yeah because i as i remember secret wars yeah and while reading that i'm like man and then a year or two later, I reread it as right. a collected edition. And I'm like, holy fuck. 
Right, then you get to the point that Doom is a god. He's ripping out Thanos' backbone. Black Panther has the Infinity Gauntlet. They're fighting each other over the fate of the Mul- You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, and it's Fantastic Four where he had fucking Franklin Richards using Galactus as his as his herald, fighting fucking three celestials. You're like Johnny the- Storm is the sun and shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you I mean, gotta just... read all this shit to get to that point, you know. So, cause I mean, I already know his X Men shit is gonna be some insane fucking shit like this, also, you know. You know. Yeah, cause I, I gotta say, like reading House of X, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I was able to follow along for the most part. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, maybe because most of the I was familiar with him. He had the Fantastic Four in there. He had Magneto and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was, you know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, you know. And then I read this one, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is, this is, I, I. It's a time travel book, so that already told you it's gonna be like, oh yeah, well, shit, I, here but, we go. You know, I can tell that this is something monumental. Like this is something special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably why I was like, I'll give this a chance. He, he's, can, he's doing a lot of world building right now. Yeah, I can I can tell this is going to be something big. So I, I figure let me at least try to like familiarize myself with it a little bit. And that's why because I've never I've never been in any X Men. I've mm-hmm. always tried throughout my years, ever since I was a kid, to try to get into the X Men. I just couldn't do it. I mean, it was because it was such a soap opera. Right. You know, it was such a, it's so hard to penetrate without if you don't if you're not familiar with the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Even back in was it you know ninety or whatever when J- Jim Lee took over you know that reboot that relaunch and all that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Even then I was like okay, you know I must try and get into this again. And I read the first issue, Magneto's in space. I'm like what the fuck, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it was like it's just so, you know, hard to penetrate. And I, I just never got into the X Men because of. Now, I do, do want to I do want to say this one thing about it. That book you just said, X Men number one. That book killed the comic industry. <laughs> I'm gonna go into detail about it real quick. So. <coughs> Sorry, I get a little sick. Now, that book, X Men number one, is the number one. It's the highest selling comic book of all time. Period. I I remember, yeah, multiple covers and multiple covers of things. But the reason it's so popular is because of that fucking cartoon. People saw the cartoon, saw X Men number one was out. They're thinking that book was going to give them money. They're going to be worth money later on. Yeah, yeah. So they bought all those covers off, 5 and 10 and 20 issues, stuff like that. Guess how much that book is worth now, 20 years, 30 years later? Oh, I still see it in dollar bins. Exactly. It's <laughs> still less see it in the plastic it costs, and shit. It's less now than it was when we bought it back then in the 90s. <laughs> so all that speculators market killed the comic industry. Shit like that, death of Superman, all the other bullshit that was going on. So... Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Let, let's rate this book. <laughs> I mean, good. I, I mean, I give it a three out of five just because, like I said, I read House of X and this one back to back. So, I read the first one. I'm like, okay, that was cool. Then I read this one. I'm like, not as cool. You know, but I, I can I still tell. You. I agree with you. Pro- I can pro- still tell that this is something big. That this is, yeah. You said like, like, yeah. I agree. It's world building. He's. Mm-hmm. You know, he's laying the groundwork yeah. for what's to come. And so. is this going to be like a new series of X-Men? I mean, is he setting up like a whole 20 books of shit? That's, that's <laughs> like exactly 20, what he's doing. That's 20 exactly. series. We're going to have the X-Men, then the X-Force, and then the X, 
Pac and X Burger. Yeah, the X- they are. They 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 already that's said it. What, that's what this is doing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, they've already announced it. They got a X Men book with the Summers family. The House of X, the I can't remember. Excalibur's coming back, X Force coming back, all the bullshit's coming back. Higgins yeah. over everything. So, yeah, so. okay. But like I said, I can tell that this is this is a big deal, and um, I don't know. I'll stay with it. I'll I'll get through this event. Should I make that pack? <clears throat> Holy shit! How much is this? Let me see. God damn, it's, it's like every five, week. Huh? Five dollars a book. I know that. And it's like every week for every like every single week, next, right? For the next two months, it's six <laughs> issues per book, so it's twelve issues. Yeah, so every week, <laughs> every week, woo! It's it's tough. It's a commitment. We, we we'll see. I'm I'm gonna stick with it because I want to see. I'm gonna see what these twelve issue goes. If Hickman sticks the landing with these twelve issues, I'm sold. If it's just more and more bullshit, I'm just like, uh, uh-uh, give me give me something. Give well, me that's where Batman. I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm like, holy fuck. Like but I thought, that's I, I, thought he, he, I thought I would do that. You know? Yeah, I mean, but I, I get he's breaking down the X-Men. He's breaking them down to ground level and building them back up. That's what he's doing with these books. Yeah. So it, that's why it's, it's taking a while. It's, it's the rebuilding year for the X-Men. And I, and I think for me is like what I I guess what I'm trying to get out of it is this going to make me get into the X-Men is what I'm trying to I'm going to tell you like this. Even, even with these first two books I read – I've never read an X-Men book like this before. That's just me. And I've read a lot of X-Men books before. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm curious to see what is he even planning? Like, what's his end game? That's what I'm wondering where he's going with this. Yeah. Like, like a new X, as a new X-Men, like a fir- person who's not familiar with the X-Men, mm-hmm. would they be able to get into this? But that's the thing. Like, because he, Hickman isn't like drawing from continuity. I mean, he is, but it's not like you have to read all the other shit to know what's going on. This is some new stuff, but the thing is, it's Hickman, and it's his writing style is just tough to get into. You have to kind of be really in the comics in even order to even get into Hickman. Like, a person never read comics before, I can't hand him a Hickman book. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like I said, we've been reading books for a while, and it, it's tough for us to break this shit down. <laughs> so Yeah, it was... Like even with all the little glossaries and shit, to, right? You know, so that's why I'm curious to see what other people got to see about the book to see what they. But they probably gonna like Comic Con cast probably got some shit com- that we completely missed. Well, over. well, I know they loved, I mean, especially Gomer. He loved the first book. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they loved the whip. Adam yeah. didn't like it. Adam Wade Adams didn't like it. Well, he, yeah. He doesn't that like it. I'm wait for somebody to say. <laughs> he was, everybody was like, oh, this is Christmas Kevin. Christmas Kevin. Oh. Everybody was like, eh, this book ain't all that. <laughs> like, yeah. thank you. Somebody said it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got into it for what it was. And like I said, I could tell that it's something special. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that, oh, this is going to, is this going to get me into the, is this finally going to get me into the X-Men? Is this going to make me a fan right. of the X-Men? I, I can't yeah. say it just yet, I'm, but yeah. I'm going to stick with it just to see, because I'm curious to see where it goes. And I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of world is Hickman building you know, before I just say, okay, I'm out. Once I get, when, once I understand where he's going with it, then I kind of make my decision of what I'm going to do with this book. And I think for, for, especially in this book, as it was because it was so, there was so many other things going on. There's all these different time periods and just trying to latch on to 
to what was going on in each one was I think that's what kind of not so much confusing, but sort of, okay, I'm into this Rasputin character, Mm -hmm. but then let's fast forward a thousand years into the future and, or let's go back into the (laughs) past. You know what I mean? Let's switch all over the place. And, and that's where I'm like, okay, it's getting a little convoluted now. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to rate it. I'm I'm going I'm going to say I'm going to say 3.5. Honestly, because I do kind of like the Rasputin character. And it does seem like Hickman is trying to promote this character. So, I I'll say that even though the ending with the thousand years in the future, I'm like, what? It was the same way with that Avenger book when he had him go like a million years into the future. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know what the hell frankly which was telling Captain America, but Captain America was like, okay. <laughs> you like it? I love it. So, yeah. All right. So, all right. Now it's your turn. It's your turn, your turn to do a book. So we still doing Marvel? All right. Uh, fuck it. Uh, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, let's knock out Marvel. Yeah. All right, Marvel. Uh, let's see, Captain America. Fuck that. Death's Head. Fuck that. Uh, oh, Fantastic Four. Here we go. This is the one I was waiting on. Yeah. So Fantastic Four, Hulk versus the Thing. I was a little worried about this. This is the Immortal Hulk. And I, that's like one of my favorite books right now. So when I saw this, I was like, really? Do I want to see the Immortal Hulk in the Fantastic Four universe? Or, I mean, I, I get it's the Marvel Universe. But, you know, the, the Immortal Hulk is like this separate sort of dark thing, you know, mm-hmm. happening in its own story. which And it's awesome. So I was like wondering, is this going to fuck it up? By throwing him in the, you know, the happy-go-lucky Fantastic Four book. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, it, it was fun. It was just like old school fun. You got uh, you know Ben Grimm and Alicia going on their honeymoon. Um, uh, Reed Richards gave uh, Ben the serum, basically going to turn him into human form for what, so he can go on go on his honeymoon, knock the boots with Alicia, right? I was be human, <laughs> you know. Um, the problem is it doesn't, it's not, it takes like 12 hours to kick in or some shit. So they get to the, the island, they're on some, you know, private, you know, they're on their honeymoon on some, you know, private island somewhere. Well, it's not private, some, you know, paradise island, whatever, Tahiti or wherever the fuck they're at, mm-hmm. you know, Bahamas or wherever they went. And then the Immortal Hulk shows up and, but he's being controlled by the puppet master. I don't know why, I don't know how, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> and he starts fucking he's like uh and the puppet master is uh what's your face's dad is it uh, Alicia's Alicia Masters. Dad? Yeah. yeah it's her his, so he's he hates ben Grimm, so he's using the the immortal hulk to fuck him up and basically it's a bit of a fight and then he punches yeah he punches the thing across the island and he causes this avalanche and alicia gets buried and he's got to save Alicia, and that's kind of where it ends to be continued. Oh, okay. But the thing is, is he's about to turn into Ben Grimm in about a minute. Oh, that's right. Oh shit. Yeah. So it's like that, that damage book on DC. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that that's that that yeah he's he's got about a minute to beat up the Hulk. <laughs> but we that's that's the next issue. So like, damn it. You're going to make me buy another fish. That's actually pretty clever. That's a pretty clever cliffhanger. Yeah, so I, I, it was fun. You know, I'll give it a four out of five. I, it's the first Fantastic Four book I've read in years. So. <laughs> it like and it took the Immortal Hulk. 
Yeah, and the Immortal Hulk got got me to do it, you know. So, yeah, four out of five. Oh, okay. Uh, shit, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay, damn. So I got to do this uh, last night on Earth book, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you you gotta help me out with this one because that, that X Men took so much out of me. <laughs> you know. So yeah, this is Batman Last Night on Earth, or some people are calling it Old Man Bruce. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, the book starts off. The book starts off with uh Joe Chill cooking himself a sandwich or something. Who cares what he's carrying? Batman kicks in the door, finds him. Joe Chill, what was that boy doing in the crime alley? Because last issue. A boy shot Bruce, uh, Batman in the chest when he was at Crime Alley. And Joe Chill was like, yeah, that boy, he's like, like the boy might have been his son or something. I'm not really clear about it. He was like, well, Bruce, that's what I do. So Joe Chill was kind of telling them that, yeah, Batman, I know who you are. You know, for those who don't know who Joe Chill is, Joe Chill killed Batman's parents. Depending on with this post-crisis, pre-crisis, mid-crisis, after-crisis, flash-crisis, whatever. Depending, I guess now he killed him. So he knows who he is. Batman lets uh, lights Joe Chill's house on fire and basically tells him, Timmy, who he is, I'm going to burn down your whole house. You know, who's that boy? So we cut to the future. And Batman wakes up. He has the Joker's head in a lantern. They go cross country, I guess, all the way from Coast City all the way to the Plains of Solitude. You know, wherever that is. Not in Antarctica, it's somewhere in America. They go there because basically Batman looked at Superman. He was like, Superman's got to still be alive. I mean, who can kill Superman? He goes there, but he passed out because it took him long to get there. And Superman rescues him, but it's not Superman. It's actually just a robot Superman that's being controlled by Lex Luthor. And not only did he have that Superman, he's actually got a shitload of Superman. Uh, and basically, Batman's trying to think, okay, where the fuck, what the fuck happened to Superman? Why are you here? What the hell is going on? He takes tells what happened. Lex Luthor tells Batman... That the ending of Superman race came down to this. I made a pact with Superman that I made a final decision. We were going to debate on the concept of good and evil. And we were going to debate it with the entire world. Because I programmed Starro to hook into everybody's mind on the planet. And we can find out exactly whether or not they agree with me or they agree with Superman. And the loser dies. Like, okay. So he gets into a debate with Superman. And Superman actually wins the argument. So he knows it's time for Lex Luthor, so Lex Luthor has to die. But before Lex Luthor can die, because he was basically going to die by kryptonite shards coming up from the land and stabbing him, Superman tries to save him at the last minute, but he ends up getting himself stabbed. Kind of like Quicksilver saved Hawkeye in Age of Ultron. Basically, that's what happened. So Superman dies because he's getting stabbed by kryptonite. So Lex Luthor is just in this place controlling all these Superman robots. And he's been trying to work on a way to access the multiverse to bring in another Superman to save him. But every time he brings in a Superman, they die before they even get to the Earth. So those were all those Superman ships that he was throwing at Batman at the beginning. He was basically becoming, came from the multiverse. Cut to Alfred. Alfred is back in that made-up world of Gotham that he made to you know keep Bruce a prisoner. And Bane and Scarecrow show up. They show up and... Uh, Scarecrow basically says, he told us to come here to get you. You're like, oh, he knows. I know who he is. And the he they're talking about is Omega. Nobody knows who Omega is. We don't know who Omega is, but we have, they, they're dropping clues that Omega is somehow related to Batman or maybe even one of the people Batman trained. We don't really know. It's Jason Todd. 
It's got to be Jason Todd. <laughs> it's always <laughs> Jason Todd. <laughs> if it's Jason Todd, we're going to be fucking pissed off for real. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, Omega tells Bane and Scarecrow to go after Bruce. So they find Batman back at the, uh, the Plains of Solitude. And they basically, Scarecrow has done something to reprogram the Superman robots. The Superman robots come after Bruce. And before they can kill Bruce, Wonder Woman shows up. Wonder Woman shows up, chops off the Superman robot's head, chops up the other Superman. And Lex Luthor is like, and Batman tells Lex Luthor, okay, that thing that you use to uh, program the multiverse, I know you can teleport us away here, uh, like 50 miles away. Do it. So Lex Luthor stays behind. They teleport through outside of the Plains of Solitude, and he end up landing on the Spectre's Cape. They go through Spectre Cape and they can actually go through the land of the dead. They go through the land of the dead, pop up on the other side, and they go to New Gotham. This New Gotham that Omega has made for himself. And while they're walking around, they get ambushed by the Court of Owls. Before the Court of Owls can fight them, Batman says, It's me, Bruce. Don't fight me. I know who you are. And then the head guy in the Court of Owls is like, Oh, Bruce? And then he takes off his helmet and it's Nightwing. And they don't attack. He's like he's bearded up. He's old stuff like that. Like Bruce, I thought you were dead. That's how the book ends. So overall, after reading House of Ten or Powers <laughs> of Ten, this is a much, 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 much more easier, breezier read. <laughs> so, I read this first before the X Men. <laughs> you should have read that one first and then this one. It was like this was a palate cleanser for me. <laughs> so it was much easier. I, I think I'm going to give it a higher switch just because it was much easier get in and get out book to read, but it still had a lot of world building it also, but it wasn't up its own ass like Hickman was. <laughs> so so overall, yeah, I'm going to give this book a 4.5 out of 5 because it was a lot of stuff that I liked in this book. That's me. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. It did remind me of Old Man Logan. You know, <laughs> it's a rip off, I mean, but what is it? Yeah, I mean, I liked all the little different places. You know, you got the fucking swamp thing, you know, in the air. I, I was and waiting shit. for swamp thing when they said the red and the green showed up. I was waiting for swamp thing to show up and start fucking up people. Yeah, the fucking the flash, the the the, the dust storm or whatever the fuck. Like all uh, the speeds in there, Bruce. The, the help speed, me. the speed force storm or whatever it was called and shit. That was I forgot about cool. that. That's the thing. The book is funny. They have jokes in this book. Yeah. There were no jokes in X-Men. <laughs> because when that horse died and because Joker he, and Bruce was like, I'll let this I'll let this horse be robbing before you. And then when the horse dies and Joker was yeah. like, damn, I liked him. Yeah. I like that. I like that Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. You know. And um But you know, I, I liked it when they got to that base and shit. And all those like you Animal Man or whatever. Yeah, because I was waiting for Animal Man to show up, but then they had Animal Men show up. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is fucked up. <laughs> and there was this one panel that I thought really, really stood out. Mm-hmm. You know, a war zone where instead of working together, we fought each other for what little power was left. Right. And I was like, wow, I, I think that was a huge statement. Oh, even uh, just the whole point of what Bruce was doing there, because he was on the back glider. And he was talking to Joker. He was like, maybe we should go down and help. And Joker was like, help who? He like, help everybody. He like, you can't help everybody. And then mm-hmm. he just he just flew past them. He didn't stop. He didn't help anybody. He didn't talk to anybody. He just flew past the war zone. But, you know, that's something Batman can't do. But in this situation, he has no choice. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting myself. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the journey, just the journey through this world. 
this weird fucked up, you know, wasteland and shit. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I mean, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it did get a little Snydery for me <laughs> at some point. Snyder, you know, just cramming shit as usual, you yeah. know. Um, they got, I, I get, got a little, you know, confusing and convoluted at times, but it's Snyder. It's to be expected, I guess. You know, I'm sure the universe is going to blow up and reset itself at the end of this book. And like in every <laughs> Snyder book, so yeah. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I give it a four out of five. I I enjoyed it for for the most part. Yeah. And you know, the art, of course, Capullo. Oh yeah, that's why I gave him that point, uh, four point five out of five because Capullo, he he's yeah brilliant. So yeah. All right, you got to do the other Batman book because I'm I'm gonna t- okay. I'm gonna let did you, you read this? I didn't. I'm gonna tell you why I didn't. Okay. <laughs> This is the Batman Who Laughs, and I know oh. it's the final issue of it, but here's the thing. I can't stand that lettering and that coloring on the Batman Who Laughs uh, voice, or whatever you want to call it. It's oh, annoying it's as red. fuck to me. And, I, and you're, are you reading this digitally? Yes. So I'm sure on your screen it looks ultra shitty. It looks red, super shitty. I'm just like, red, I can't. Red I, bleeds. Red bleeds. Like, when I'm doing graphic design and shit, and if you're going to... There's like... if. There's a difference between print and, you know, on screen. Right. And red, red's a bad color for, like, a TV or it's, a It's hard to read. Because, you know, comic science give you, like, those those three free pages. Mm-hmm. So I try to read those pages. And I was like, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I am and not going to pay $5 for this shit. I'm not going to do it. And it's in that creepy font, too, you know. It makes it even harder to read. I'm like, I'm not going yeah. to pay for this. I can't do it. So I was like, Eli's going to review this shit anyway. I just listen to him when he got to say. Yeah. Well, this sums up the, uh, the this wraps up the, the Batman Who Laughs story arc. Um, and uh, do you want me to spoil it? Fuck it. Go for it. Just let, let me have it. Well, well, Batman saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> the good guys win. That's pretty much every story ever. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's. It's just. Uh. It came down to. Uh. You know. The Joker. The or the Batman who laughs. Basically. Uh. Taking that final step into becoming. This universe's Batman who laughs. Mm-hmm. You know. And but he somehow planned. Of course, he planned. He had some shit up his sleeve, and he tricked his way out of it. Um, Alfred shows up with a shotgun at some point. Um, Jim's or Gordon's son, the serial killer gay kid, mm-hmm. he flips out and he kills uh, the the Punisher Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then and then he. Uh, Batman had kept like these harpoon electrified harpoons. He set them up, so he did prepare, and <laughs> he did prepare and caught the Batman who laughs off guard, and then shocked him with the harpoon grenades or whatever. Or Sound harpoon. like a cap out, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember. This was like the first book I read. And I wanted to get it out of the way because you know I wasn't into the story. Yet. Uh, I'm just trying to remember now. But basically, it, he he, it, the most memorable thing and probably my favorite part of the book is where 
after he, he gets a blood transfusion, he gets the toxin out of him. And uh, he's basically talking with Alfred, like, oh, yeah, um, I would have turned into the Joker or the Batman who laughs, but, you know, this this serum saved me. And um, Alfred's like, no, actually, it wasn't. It was your will. You're, the, you're Batman. It's always been your will. And gives the whole pep talk of your determination and will is what makes you good. That's your power. That's your greatest strength is you have the will to do what others won't. And which I thought, okay, that sums up who Batman is. Pretty cool. Basically, okay. Yeah, you know, and that's about it. I mean, for I mean, I you know how I felt about the series. I wasn't into it, and for them to stretch out this book because did they add a couple issues? Was this only just be a yeah, five? Yeah, and then they added the the Terminator Batman, and then an extra issue after that that just felt like yeah. fucking filler. Yeah, and I it just overall I'm just like eh. This whole series was just sort of mad for me, and so I give this a three out of five. You know, okay. it was you know I just wasn't into it as much. You know, so that's why I barely remember. I think you should have did this book. I, I should have, <laughs> but that that barrier. I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Honestly, House of Ten or Powers of Ten would have took so much out of me. I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, I read that. I read this first. I was like, oh, let me get this. I was like, let me get this out of the way because I know I'm not. Let me just find out what happens so I can be done with this, <laughs> you know. Because if I read this towards the end, yeah, if I would have read the ad, this after the X Men, then I would have like, like you would have cared. <laughs> I would like fuck this. I don't care. Or did he win? Yeah, Batman wins. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> you know. And now we're on to that. I'm, you know, I'm, I am interested in this fucking uh, the the Superman Batman book that they're gonna come out with. Okay. Where he's supposed to, they're supposed to fight the Batman who laughs. I guess. Oh really? That's what it looks like on the cover. You know, so, okay. and that's the thing. I think reason why is like you didn't get that. You didn't get much of Batman who laughs. You know, he was always in the shadows. You know what I mean? He was always in the background. You know, okay. you didn't get much of him in this in this whole series. I was hoping for maybe like a twist ending. Like maybe this was how the Batman who laughs was really like he made it. Like there's an alternate version. Of Batman, like a multiverse version, and this is like another. He's creating another Batman who lasts. He becomes the Batman who lasts and kills everybody. That's like a special ending, but we didn't get that. It's just a typical Batman story. So yeah, he just main. Yeah, I mean, it, it's more about Bruce trying to not to become this version or this this universe's Batman who lasts. Yeah, I don't. Know. I was yeah. hoping it was like longer. I was hoping for more stakes or something. There. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I was yeah I wasn't into it. I don't know, and that, and I'm a Batman fan, and I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I got nothing left. You got any other books? Then no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, X Men has drained us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's it. So uh, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we have other podcasts. We have a uh, Geeks Ass, our sister podcast. We also have Comic Cast. Definitely listen to them. See what they got to say about Powers of Ten. See if they actually say Powers of Ten. That's what I'm curious. <laughs> uh, we also have Hoodoo TV, Get Valiant, uh, This Geeks and Comics, uh, a Transformer podcast. Can't remember the name off the top of my head, but Gomer, that's his favorite. So Instrument of Destruction. Yeah, all that. Um, and next week we'll come with something else. We don't know what's going on. I'll probably go see Hobbs and Shaw and get my review on it. I'll probably agree everything. Oh, with- is it because it was multiplied by 10? 
year 10, or sure, year let's go. 1, let's go. then year 10, then year 100, then year 1000. Oh, shit. Why? Oh, shit. Ah. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Symbolism. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. up in the deuce. He gives me the scoop about the fake ass truths and how niggas out there wanna play. I take another hit of the wet and then I blast away. How far, player? Far enough to go off the edge. I push another nigga off the ledge. So I stumble as I slide to the Chevy. Yeah, my eyes kinda teary and gun kinda heavy. I'm a walking dead man is what they call me when I'm coming. Got the big S on my chest, so I'm kinda gunning high. Powered on my way to the west side to check up on some chickens. It's a hell of a drive, so drive on. As I hit my dodo stick to the break of dawn, crime fighting's what I do. And niggas in my crew don't take lightly to you busters, and so we say fuck you, then fuck you. Tuck you in for the night As you think about the paper at the funeral site So when I'm hanging with the click and we in demand I feel good that the city of angels call me Black Superman